Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Breakfast with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. Gary Buick's going to join us in just a moment, and uh, it's a good news story, too. It'd be good to talk to Boris about uh, young Will Parker. He coached him, but we'll just tidy up a couple of things. We had a question before the news about uh, when Melbourne would know about the positive for Joel Smith. So they, we, we got uh, this information in the news break. They learned after they were out of the finals. They went out in straight sets, so they didn't learn until the season was finished. And the media learned on October the 18th is when that story broke as well. And this is from John. He says, guys, uh, your listeners are confused over the meaning of the term accept. It may be clever. It may be clearer to say that we recognise that players use drugs, but we don't accept that it's appropriate. And that's a very good point. That's as well. a good point. That's that a is good a good point. point. We don't accept it. You should have made that point before. But that's a good point. We recognise and understand it. Uh, yesterday we spoke about Will Parker. Um, given we weren't sure where he was going to go, though. Yesterday, no, Collingwood we? and the Western Bulldogs were the two teams said to be in the running. The Western Bulldogs have had great success. Alex Keith was in that situation, was a state cricketer, elected to go to footy, and found his way to the Bulldogs. And then James O'Donnell was the most recent, Simon's son, talented cricketer, um, and then elected to go to the dogs and play footy and within a short space of time was in the senior team. And now Will Parker, who was touted as a potential top 10 pick, we'll find out if that's true or apocryphal. He's played four state games, but now it would appear that he's also going down that path. And the Collingwood Footy Club have picked him up. And the uh, man who was coaching him in his formative years is Darren Buick. And he's been good enough to join us. Go, Boris. Morning, Gary. Morning, Tim. Uh, great to hear from you. Uh, what can you tell us about young Will? Oh, look, I'm... Um really excited for him for a start uh you know he's a ripping kid comes from a really good family um obviously jeff's at port adelaide and his uncle um but yeah he he showed a you know a fair bit he was touted as a probably a first round pick um and i think you know he played as a i played him a couple of games as a 16 year old at eastern rangers and he played a full year I think it was 2019, um, and played in the grand final side, uh, and then started pre-season 2020, and then obviously COVID interrupted everything. Um, he was tracking really good, um, and as I said, um, touted as a first-round pick, and, and I would have thought as the year went on, probably might have been a bit higher. Hey, Boris, good morning to you. Was he, uh, is he a midfield type? What position does he play, and what style of footballer is he? Uh, no, he didn't play through the midfield a lot. With a couple of times you tried to put him through, but he, because of his cricket commitments, his pre-season wasn't a full one all the time. So it took a few games and that to get into it in that 2019 season. He was a half-back, 
uh, intercepting halfback. It was a beautiful kick, elite kick. Um, saw the game really well um, and was able to use the ball, as I said. Um, Decision-making really high. Um, so off halfback, he, he caused a little bit of damage. Athletically gifted in terms of speed or, or not? Power? No, he wasn't athletically gifted. Um, but in saying that, uh, again, because of his lack of pre-season due to the cricket the commitments that he had in summer, it took him a little while, but he had power. I mean, he kicked the ball long distances. Um, pretty, like, he, the game was it slowed down a little bit for him. Um, and he, as I said, he could see things happening and, and his decision-making was really good. What about, um, we, suffer, we, we, we you took, mentioned the COVID years and that type of thing, and I think we do overlook how disruptive those COVID years were for young development. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and, that, and that was part of the reason why we all decided uh, to go down the cricket path because the, the NAB League, as it was then, um, it got called off and he had no, he had no uh, wares to show what he could do, um, no avenue to show what he could do in, with his footy. So the cricket was there um, for that summer coming up. And um, But, yeah, there's a lot of kids in that, you know, 2021 who, you know, I don't think we're able to uh, develop to their full potential. And I think that was, you know, it's been seen in the draft that a lot of those, a lot of those boys have taken a while to adjust to the AFL system and, and show what they can do. So um, we're talking to Darren Buick, who was uh, the former coach of Will Parker, now coaching out at Greenvale, uh, Boris. What's the state of suburban footy like from your um, uh, close point of view? Um... Yeah, it's tough. Um, competition is tough to try and get players. Um, we're in the EDFL, and uh, the it's a good competition. You know, you know, Mickey McGuan's a legend out at Gilor and there's a few ex-AFL boys coaching. But to get players and and uh, retain them, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of money going around in the in the country, Gary, as you would know. Um, <laughs> the, the salary caps, aren't they? Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently there are, but um, you know the point system works a little bit, um, but the salary cap I think needs to be looked at in terms of um, making things a little bit even in terms in, in making sure that it's you know followed and but even you know during COVID or before COVID even in our local league it was I think a couple hundred thousand and and that got cut in half um, and they're slowly starting to increase that now but um, you know. My first time in community football, I've been there a couple of years now, um, it's great. Um, you know, I love coaching the boys and, and getting involved with that and, and giving a bit back. So, it's, you know, it's been good fun and um, hopefully, you know, the Jets can go all right this year. I was listening to the AFL last week, Boris, and they were talking about how they're flush with money at the moment and how they continue to inject money into development. Where, where would you like to see the money spent right now? given that you're on the ground there and you observe the development of football and uh, the young players coming through, is there something specifically that you see that's been overlooked potentially? Oh, look, I just think, you know, I think it's just got to be put back into that grassroots. You know, you need to have participants and from those participants, you get a, you know, you get a percentage of them going on to the elite level. It, you know, um, facilities need to be upgraded, um, you know, I think it just needs to be uh, 
throw them back into those grassroots. But I mean, that's where the players come from. I, I think I think we could do the the actual now the coach league a little bit better. I think we can make that um, a more viable proposition in terms of making it known what you know the kids coming through. Like, is there a way to sort of expose these kids to you know the wider community? So they know what's going a little bit like the college system in in the US. Um, I know that's a far reach, but um, it could be something done, and and it just gives you know the fans an opportunity to see who's coming through, um, and gives players you know a, a real preparation into an AFL you know elite lifestyle. I'm hearing you may be one of the great sires ever to have played the game. Uh, have you got a boy that's uh, starting to show a lot of promise? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going okay. He's uh, just turned 15, uh, young Kobe. Um, yeah, he's, he's, showing a, he's showing a bit, fair bit. He's doing a little bit of work up at Essendon. He can't do too much because he's only 15, but he spends a little bit of time up there, um, or he started to. Um, but, yeah, he still plays his basketball and other sports. And is he... Is he um... too, much, too, too much time on the PlayStation, Gary, but, you know, he's... Uh, is he is he developed a nice turn of phrase like his old man used to have out in the playing field? A bit of toe, did you say? No, turn, a, a bit of lip. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, no, that will come. Got to get the fundamentals right first, Gary, and then we'll worry about the other stuff. Well, if he's half as good as his old man on the lip, mm. he's going to be a beauty. Hey, uh, we appreciate you jumping on, mate. Um, we'll watch Will with great interest, and we'll also keep an eye on the young Buick coming through. Thanks for your time. Great news. Good evening, boys. Have a good day. Hi, Boris. Who's uh, coaching out uh, in Greenvale, and um, well, he, he was pretty lippy. Whispers. He was. No, he was one of the finest uh, when it came to that. Always had something to say. In fact, I could do another list of the <laughs> lippiest players I played against. I don't know. I had a problem with um, cheeky small rovers. Did because you? Because he and Tony Francis were right. probably the two that got under my goat most. Do you think you started it in any way? Maybe reciprocated. I would have been responding. I wouldn't have started it. But um, he was a beauty, Dad. He was. What Jeez, about his performance? Good, what a good player. In the prelim final, 1993 against Adelaide. Kicked six goals. Is that the one where you kicked a couple? I can't remember much <laughs> about that game. Um, Amit Baines was on yesterday. Well, well done to Jared because the story about the Western Bulldogs and particular tensions and whether there yep. is or isn't. Breakdown in relationships. Yeah, yeah, it swirls. It just swirls. Mm. And I, you know, I'm thinking, well, you know, let's, let's deal with this. And Jared did. He got Amit Baines on yesterday and... I thought he was, with the little bits that I've heard and the most that I've read about, I thought he was great. Like, he didn't try and hide behind anything. When he was asked if there was a little bit of tension, this is how he responded. Is there a tension between the two of them? Uh, there has been, um, you know, in, in many quarters, I think, just generally within the department, going back to the previous question about that uncertainty. But, um, you know, I was on record um, a couple of weeks ago dismissing some of the suggestions about there being um, a blow-up and an unworkable um, uh, breakdown and, and things like that. I think that's grossly exaggerated. And to the extent that, um, you know, some of these tensions existed within our football program even more broadly, um, it's fair to say that um, that was last year. And coming back into the new year, and I know we'll talk about um, the season to come, it's been incredibly positive. Tension? Good thing, bad thing. Real, real. It can be real. Okay. Real. All footy clubs have tensions. You know, if you think that you're running an AFL footy club, and there's not going to be tension at some stage between 
whoever it is, whether you, it's your senior coach or not, then you're naive. It's how you manage it. Yeah. It's how you deal with it. If it gets too much, you make some changes. That's the way I'm reading it anyway. I'm not invested in the Bulldogs other than, I'm, you know, I like Luke Beveridge and I'm interested to see that he gets the best crack at it. And if he and Granny weren't going to work as well as they could have or the way, as well mm. as they have in the past, then change it. And they did. Well, and he admitted to it, and I thought it was great. You can have tension; that's fine. You can have robust, like you would have. You would hope that every organisation has robust discussion and bo- communication with each other. And I'm so respectful, robust, challenge and, and challenge, and that type of thing. But you still need alignment, and yeah. so you need to make sure, if you're the CEO of the organisation or whatever, that that doesn't disrupt and disconnect to the point where you can't have two people in a football club who don't get onto the point where they don't communicate the, imp- yeah. the important issues that need to be discussed daily or weekly or monthly. If you're a Western Bulldogs fan, you heard that, which we've got the most rabid as our producer, mm. I think you'd be happy. I think, well, not happy. I think you'd be satisfied with that answer. And you're not trying to sweep it under the carpet. If he had said, no tension, nothing whatsoever, they're great mates, we've decided to make a change, well, then you go, well, hang on, mm. I'm, I'm not sure we're getting the full story. But... I think that's that's fine, and we go then work in different environments. And you and I, yeah, we have, have tension gone, in here, don't we? Not really, but yeah, we've we gone post our careers into a media world where it's not always, you know, you, you got to explain to the people you work with that just because I question something or challenge something doesn't yeah. doesn't mean that we're going to fall out and break the whole relationship. Or I don't like down. you. Some the reaction to some of it is I know I because, know because we get brought up in a more robust environment. One hundred percent, we do, and we have, and then we have to then modify our behaviours when we go into other environments because that's not necessarily how people communicate. So no. you have to learn modify. a different way of communicating which with people too. Self awareness, which we talk about constantly, yeah, and, and understanding that, and then if the people don't can't handle some of it, you either change the way you deliver it. Or you just accept it and go, well, that's not, we're not on the same page and that's life. Mm. You're on the same page as this man, though.